in a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Dennis Matouche. Jeff Mazuka, John Reed. Bo Warmbold. Each week, they feature one movie that reminds us why we fell in love with these films in the first place. This year, we travel back in time to 1984 and 85. You're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. All right, our movie this time is Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Came out on August 9th, 1985, was rated PG. Directed by Tim Burton, it was his first uh, feature-length movie. He also did Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Ed Wood, and a whole bunch of other things. Um, Just a few. Um, Produced by Richard Gilbert, who also did Pee-wee's Playhouse and the movie Theodore Rex. Also produced by Robert Shapiro, who also did Empire of the Sun. Written by Phil Hartman, uh, did Pee-wee's Playhouse and Saturday Night Live. Paul Rubens, Pee-wee's Playhouse. Uh, and Michael Varhol uh, did a movie called The Big Picture. Music by Danny Elfman. Never heard of the guy. Uh, budget was $7 million. It's the got box a funny office, name. It does have kind of a funny name. Elf. It's a very good Christmas name. It is. Mm-hmm. Or holiday name. Or holiday or... name. Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. Is that the one you... Yeah. That's my favorite. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, so the budget was $7 million. The box office was $40.9 million. <laughs> Starring Paul Rubens as Pee Wee Herman, he was also in Blues Brothers, Batman Returns, and The Blacklist. Uh, Elizabeth Daly as Dottie, she was in Rugrats and Powerpuff Girls, a lot of other cartoons. Mark Holton as Francis Buxton uh, in Teen Wolf and Leprechaun. Diane Salinger as Simone, she was in Batman Returns and Ghost World. Judd Oman as Mickey, he was in Dune and Red Dawn. Uh, Irving Hellman as Mr. Crowtray, he was in a movie called Big Business. Monty Landis as Mario. He was in General Hospital and Young Frankenstein. Damon Martin as Chip. He was in Ghoulies 2, Amityville, It's About Time. Alice Nunn as Large Marge. She was in a couple of movies called The Fury and Mommy Dearest. James Brolin as P.W. Herman. He was in Marcus Welby, M.D., Hotel, and Catch Me If You Can. Morgan Fairchild as Dottie in the other Pee Wee movie. Uh, Was in Flamingo Road, North and South, and Friends. And Twisted Sister showed up as themselves in the music video at the end. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this one an 88%. The audience gave this one a 79%. Uh, Siskel and Ebert didn't really review this one or give it stars. Siskel said he hated it from start to finish. Uh, Ebert said he didn't see it at the time, but later, a couple years later, when they did a Guilty Pleasures episode, he listed this one as one of his Guilty Pleasures. This movie won no awards. (laughs) So there it is. Pee-wee has the perfect house. Well, you know. Pee-wee has the perfect house, the perfect kitchen, and especially the perfect bike. When that bike is stolen, the loner and rebel Pee-wee must rely on the kindness of strangers as he crosses the country in search of his bike. Warner Brothers is proud to present the story of a guy. Morning. I'm here. And his bike. James Bond kind of stuff. Together for the first time in their first big movie. I meant to do that. I say we kill. 
The success of Pee-wee's Big Adventure in 1985 and Beetlejuice in 1988 led Warner Brothers to hire Tim Burton to direct Batman in 1989. Uh, Tim Burton hired Danny Elfman as composer based on his work on a movie called Forbidden Zone in 1980. Uh, Elfman was excited by the opportunity to work as a composer and not a pop musician, which he was getting a little tired of. Uh, the future Pee-wee's Playhouse cast, there were several of them in this movie. Mother Superior, <clears throat> uh, Lynn Marie Stewart, was played, uh, she was Miss Yvonne in Pee-wee's Playhouse. John Paragon, who was the high-voiced studio extra in the red armor, was Jombie and Terry in Pee-wee's Playhouse. Phil Hartman, as a reporter in this movie, was Captain Carl in Pee-wee's Playhouse. Originally, Pee-wee's Big Adventure was to be a remake of Disney's Pollyanna until Warner Brothers gave Pee-wee a Schwinn bike to get around on the Warner Brothers backlot during filming. Um, he fell in love with this bike and decided to use it as a plot point, and after that, it became an homage to the 1948 Italian movie called The Bicycle Thief. Uh, the drive-in scene was filmed at the Studio Drive-In in Culver City, California. This location was also used for Grease and a few other movies. It has since been demolished. Um, at the Magic Shop, there is a picture of Elvira, played by Cassandra Peterson. Um, she also appeared in a cameo as the Biker Mama in the Satan's Helper's Bar. Uh, the wheels spinning behind Pee-wee when he's searching for his bike in the one scene uh, are an homage to Alfred Hitchcock. And Pee-wee Herman's pole that changes his clothes as he slides down in his house is an homage to Batman. Uh, James Brolin was also in the 1966 Batman TV show as he had several different characters, Kid Gulliver, Reggie, and Ralph Staphylococcus, and Monty Landis played a character named Basil in the 1966 Batman TV show. All right, well, that's what I got for the background of Pee-wee. Now, it's a lot let's, of background let's, for an hour and 30-minute movie. Let's, let's get philosophical. Actually, before we get philosophical, um, some people have argued that Pee-wee will get there. Some people have argued that Pee-wee's Big Adventure, even as his directorial debut, is Tim Burton's purest best movie. How do you feel about that? I read. How do you define someone's purest? I, I read several yeah, critics I mean, that like, said this was. They felt this was Tim Burton's best movie, without other distractions. Without, and I, I also wondered myself, like, what do you mean by purest? Right, like um, purest Tim Burton style. I think so. See, and and me, worked like, best I think with of, the, the, the writing and his style. He's a very and, good competitor right. for that. I think mm -hmm. that's like his best. Like when it's Willy Wonka and he did I, I don't like mm -hmm. those versions of his. There's certain parts of it that I like, but I mean overall they're not great. I think Purist, because it seems like it's more of an original film and it wasn't like a remake, like all of some of his films have been remakes of other things. I can see that to a certain degree because his style really plays into this movie and it, he you're doesn't saying, overdo you're the this or Edward Scissorhands? I think I would come up, like when I think Tim Burton, I automatically think, I, honestly, the first thing I think of is Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Um, I do think of this, but I'm, I'm, it's secondary. So I think okay. for me, it's Scissorhands and then it's this. 
So I, I can understand where they're coming from for that quote. But yeah, I think it is like one of his, it, there's just a certain purity to it for him. And just, I think, yeah, the, I think when I look back at it now, Edward Scissorhands had that very, very dark and it's this fantasy sort of thing. And, and this has elements of that, but I think it's almost somewhat balanced well. So actually, I think it may be because he doesn't overdo the Tim Burton style. It, when I think about that quote now that you have on there, I could, I could see that to a degree. Because I think it's, I think again, like, do you think of this right away and say it's Tim Burton? Mm-mm. And no. that's why I think it's good because, but then when you hear it's Tim Burton that did it, you could say, okay, I see that. Mm-hmm. So I think that that might be a good quote because when I hear Edward Scissorhands, I automatically think of Tim Burton. This one I don't, so that means maybe he didn't overdo the Tim Burton effect. Mm-hmm. It's like not as obvious. And the fact that it's not as obvious means maybe he found the right balance in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Digesting all that. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, struggling with the pure thing still. I, I don't care what they the mean by pure. I'm not pure like pure. Maybe yeah. like a real like this comes from Tim Burton. Like this mm-hmm. is who he was. Like that's this it's style. a mixture of you know. That's his, what I'm thinking from the. It's his style. His style that you see later on, but it also comes from his like some of the early, you know, the animation type stuff that he did, and they, you know, from the short like films, Marin, it yeah. was that kind of you know the same type of style, and and maybe this being his debut as a full-length feature film that this is before it got bogged down in other stuff or before people started to go oh yeah that's Tim Burton you know the same type of way you look at a I feel like we've mentioned yeah, M. Okay. Night Shyamalan is, in the last several episodes is, but yes. you know something where it gets Tim tired Burton, after a while yeah. then why haven't we ever seen more of this side of Tim Burton through his movies because he went the other he went I think, too extreme I think we have I mean everything but, but I think his but movies I feel the, what we've seen in his other movies is consistent so I feel that's more of who he is, I feel like maybe he felt he had to be reserved in this movie because it was his first one. So I don't, I don't necessarily know that this is his purest film because I don't necessarily, necessarily think that this really speaks to his, his perception of creativity. I think that he felt like maybe he had to pull back a little bit because otherwise we'd see more of this in his other films, and we really don't. When you say more of this, what do you mean? Well, just more of the fact that that we don't have the the I don't know gothic feel or, or or playing with with color and tone or playing with with sight lines and and uh, you know just a lot of that is just gone in this movie. Whereas we you know you see a lot more of that in in most of his other movies. So I just I don't think that this is his purest because I don't think that this speaks to really who he felt he is creatively. Whereas when he finally started getting some of that outlet, and you know, and I'll make the same case for for Batman and Batman Returns. I don't think those really spoke to. I think these were stepping stone movies for him to help really play around with with, with his creativity and find out how he can best visually portray. The, his thoughts and images uh, as he would develop movies and stories. But I think it's not until you get to like Scissor Hands or. Well, so I was going to say, what, or, what or, to you uh, is the best Tim Sleepy Burton? Sleepy Hollow or, you know, things that play on the macabre. Mm-hmm. You know? So what would be or, your. Or, or, the, or the melancholy. What would be your best Tim Burton movie? Uh, what best man. exemplifies him as a director? I would say either uh, either Scissorhands or uh, Sleepy Hollow. Okay. I think those allowed him to really play with a, a sense of reality 
without having to without offering too many place, places for him to go to just sort of be crazy and wildly mm-hmm. creative. You don't think that he got... See, in some ways, I almost feel like this, he was still brand new, and he had the collaboration with Pee Wee Herman, and they, you know, between the writing and the directing, that he did this movie, and he was totally free to do whatever he wanted. And I almost wonder sometimes, did he get typecast as a director to, well, you've done Beetlejuice... He did Batman. You're the guy that does dark movies. Did he get typecast, and then he, you know, that's the type of movie he makes from now on? Or, or are you saying that's more? You I think, think that's more? I him? think that's just more him. I think okay. it's more him. I, I think that style. he that he, he was able to, able to use mm-hmm. uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Batman and Batman Returns to to play around with the style a little bit, so that he, you know, he could start finding ways to introduce more of his visual element. Mm-hmm. Uh, into his movies. That's I'm, I'm, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. On, uh, you yeah. know, based on that quote. How do you feel about Pee Wee? Well, that's a different question. <laughs> yeah, well. I was gonna say this movie has a weird, special place for me. I we, I saw it growing up, and it was. It was Pee-wee, you know? Yeah. I was young, and we watched Pee-wee's Playhouse, and then the movie came out, and so it was kind of fun, and so you put it in, and you're like, oh, this is like an old friend. <laughs> but, it, so putting the movie in is so fun. You're like, oh, I haven't seen Pee-wee. It, it's so goofy. Like, it's about a bike that gets stolen, and, and Pee-wee's such a tard, the, but I mean... <laughs> it's the delivery, it's the character, yeah. and, and, and again, I know, I know a little bit because you're talking about it. I just this is what here complete opposite of weird science. This movie's on TV, man. I'll stop what I'm doing and start watching oh, yeah. a, good, right. a good section of it. If I can make the whole thing, I will. Yeah, no matter where you are, because wherever you are in the yeah. movie, there's like pick you just up. pick up and there's right. just scenes everywhere. And I'm waiting mm-hmm. for a certain line. I started to realize when you started to ask me what was my favorite quote, like you didn't ask it like on a sheet, like you know, yeah. you asked what yeah. my favorite quotes are. I started to realize that I actually quote this movie, mm-hmm. maybe not as much to people at work or friends, but like within my family or even my kids or just to myself on a daily basis in my head where like I'll start to like use quotes from this movie that more than almost not more than but like Caddyshack like it's equal it's up there with Caddyshack you're right? a I want to say these those type of yeah. things yeah and even just like you know I don't make them I don't make yeah. monkeys I train them you know? exactly. I mean just like you know the mercy there's so many lines like the whole the exchange with Francis and then like even the stuff where Here's a picture of me in my bike. I mean, I, I just I'm so, so like no. I start laughing because it's so. What's the significance? The I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. yeah. And how many times have I not? When people come in, they go like, "Oh, you be like, well, large Marge sent me." I'm like, I mean, I just do it all the time. It's just as silly as it is. I want to see, see Francis. A... Francis is busy doing yeah. what? Taking a bath. Where are they hosing him down? Yeah. It's silly as it sounds. I see a, a sign for a curvy road. And the first thing that pops into my head is the S <laughs> for no reason. Okay, and like guilty of this, my kid. If you do this by my kids, they'll probably they'll probably do this. <laughs> Just the deep. Yeah, deep in the heart of things. Yes, yes. The stars at night are big yeah. and bright. See what I'm saying? So when a movie has that effect, I'm like, how can yeah. you not love it? Because it just is in my brain, and yeah. I don't. I just. I think it just all worked. Uh, be, and being from Texas, I appreciate the. Do you remember your name? No, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Do you remember where you're <laughs> from? I don't remember. Do you remember anything? I remember the album. I remember. 
the Alamo. Woohoo! Do you see what I'm saying? Like, look at it. And then, and then I'm sorry, motorcycle bike scene. Best film scene. Like, yeah. I just love that where it's like, he's vroom, vroom, <laughs> and it wasn't that, like, if you describe it, he drives off and crashes into a sign. It's not the same as the actual, like, filming of that scene. Like, I wonder how many takes there were, but there was the perfect take that they put in the movie. There's just something about it. It reminds me of Zombieland. It reminds me of watching Perfectly, like, if you remember in Zombieland, mm-hmm. anybody see Zombieland? I think they kind of yep. pay tribute to that mm-hmm. in Zombieland, where all of a sudden he gets on the bike and he just, just goes off and crashes. <laughs> Just, just good. I I love this. I I love this movie. Like, you hear the song favorite. Tequila? What's yeah, the first tequila. thing you think of? Yeah. Right. I mean, but it, but what's weird is about that the tequila scene is not one of my necessarily favorite scenes now. Right. It's good, but it was like probably so overplayed right. back then. It's all the other little subtle things mm-hmm. that I think that are so good. Just mm-hmm. yeah. The whole just the you know the. The whole breakfast scene with the flipping of the pancakes. I mean, I've done that one before too. Yeah, where it's like, you ever like drive past a cop and just like the law? And I, (laughs) like, I'm thinking how many times like I do this throughout my life. Like, there's been random times where I just pick up when you see an older phone. Took a knife and you cut. No, they're not cell phones. But you go to an actual phone, I'll be like, paging Mr. Herman. Like where your stuff comes out of them. Do you have any dreams? Yeah, I'm alone, and there's a snake with a vest. <laughs> a snake in a vest. <laughs> no, 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 not that was kind of. <clears throat> Let's talk about your big butt, Simone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. <clears throat> All right. Well, from that end of the spectrum to Pat. Pat, how did you feel about Pee Wee's well, Big Adventure? I'm trying to remember when I first saw this movie and how many times I saw the movie because I remember Pee Wee's Playhouse. And then I remember that uh, you got another quote. No, Fired up, that, no, <laughs> just like the obvious stuff. Because a lot of it's the obvious stuff. Like, tell me why you're here with the Madam Ruby. Yeah, you're here because you want something. Love <laughs> 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 it. That's awesome. I um, I I'm trying to remember when I first saw the movie. I mean, you said it came out August 9th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I don't think I would have been. Was it August eleventh that you first saw it? <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Like, what? How specific are you trying to get right now? Well, it's the day after my birthday, so I was just wondering if, like, would this have been like? Would you have been taken to the movie? Would I have been taken to the movie? Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm trying to remember, and I, I actually, after seeing it again for this, I remember asking my parents, and they said, "Well, you know, you remember you watching Pee Wee's Playhouse, and and um, but when I watched this movie, it was like I could remember that's going to happen next." That's going to happen next. Oh, here comes this scene. And before I watched the movie, the one thing that stuck in my mind was uh, Large Marge because that yeah. freaked me mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I mean, it was the, and it was that. But even the way, and I read in the um, like this. I just yeah, that was. Uh, I remember that just freaking me out. The um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, the, um, they said in the they said in the, uh, they said in the um, trivia. That she didn't blink for that entire scene. Like the actress, like was able to, and, and, and like even the buildup. There wasn't just the weird like, whatever that was, stop motion or whatever. But it was just how she did speak. It was just like, man, that is scary. Well, she All starts right. up. I said, what's well, like? It was a night just like night, this. Just like, and it was like, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So we were using was, cups just like these. <laughs> before I saw, before I rewatched That's the movie, an inside joke. that scene was in my mind. But then as I was watching, it was like. Yeah, I know what's going to happen next. Oh, I know what's going to happen. I remember him running out with the snakes in his hand, just mm-hmm. like he was leaving the snakes right. in the uh, yeah. pet shop, and that until very end was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, you know, and then he comes running yeah. out, and ah. I remembered that. And um, 
so I mean I just remember and so that's why I say I don't know how many times I saw this movie because it was like it just vividly uh, each each scene it, came back I think part of it is this movie paints very and this is a Tim Burton thing I think it paints very vivid pictures mm. so I don't know that you had to see it a ton of times right to have those memories obviously you didn't just see it once right if you were predicting all that but I some of that stuff especially the stuff to like the snakes yeah. it's a pretty vivid picture when he's standing yeah. there I mean mm-hmm. that's a that's just yeah, one of those no, things no, that sticks it's, out the scenes in this movie are very specific yes like they're not like oh it's one of those scenes or it's one of these scenes that show up in these movies they're like very specific things that happen all along his journey that help paint those pictures that you remember. When the scary clown is laughing with the chains yeah. hanging yeah. from his yeah. hands. I mean, that's yeah. one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. When he's taking the tour in the Alamo. I, yeah. Can I, you say Adobe? Adobe. <laughs> yes. Adobe. She apparently ad-libbed that Burrito entire... Oh, well. <laughs> buenos dias. Yeah. Do we have any Mexican-Americans with us today? <laughs> buenos dias. <laughs> We're going to see the basement. I, um, there's there's no, no basement in the, in the Alamo. Alamo. <laughs> The, uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, Patrick, continue your hatred. I'm just jumping all over the place. I, um, like in my head right now, I'm interrupting you. It's, yeah. it's just in my head, I can't get out of here. I'm pretty to put full of don't eat my cereal. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. T cereal? Mr. T that is, that is one of my, the breakfast is one of my favorites. I've used the whole. Well, and I think it was pretty cool that, you know, you yeah. look back and tip, uh, Twisted Sister's in there. And now yeah. it's like, oh, it's just an old ladies' man. But yeah. back in the day, man, that was, Twisted Sister was in there. I yeah. mean, that was, um, and I think it was cool you Godzilla mentioned. Godzilla was in there. That, yeah. That, um, who um, Danny Elfman did the music yeah. and that this was his first I read on a thing and I mean you never know how much they, they kind of glorify the statement but supposedly he had never like that he claimed that he had no formal music training and that this was kind of he was worried about this because you know he was scoring for all different instruments and all that which I mean either he had some training or education really quick or he was just a, a you know a genius because I mean the, the music is pretty interesting and there was a couple scenes when it would hint at other movies, or it would hint at, and the music would just really just hint at, and I and I was like, oh shoot, we're not going to record for three weeks, and I'm going to forget what it was, and I did, I forgot what it was. But if you watch through, a scene will pop up, and then all of a sudden the musical, it's James. like James Bond. It'll hint at James Those Bond. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hiss at people, and I'm like, I think it's from that. Like, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot. You hiss. You just go around hissing at people. Times if somebody's bugging, I was like. And he was walking. Remember, it was kind of like Nosferatu, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. walking that thing. He's like, which actually the guy that tries to, the guy that tries to jump him in the alley is Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, now that I didn't know, I'm gonna yeah. for that. So well, you mentioned that this is a very very specific scenes, and that's something that people have pointed out before. That this is a good example of a road trip movie. You know, obviously, where you're trying to get from point A to point Z, but then you have adventures along points B, C, D, and and so on. Um, and they said that, that that worked very well as a format for this movie, especially for the writers, because Pee Wee Herman, or Paul Rubens, and Phil Hartman obviously came up as stand-up comics. They came up through Saturday Night Live. Uh, Phil Hartman came through Saturday Night Live, and so they were very used to that sketch comedy, that you know five-minute, five-minute, six-minute sketch, and and then move on. Um, and some critics have said that that is what made this a very successful road trip type movie is that you had writers who were very used to just saying you know we're going to throw in some whimsical five six minute little events on his way it may further the story it may not but you know it's, it's going to be fun no matter what um, now we've kind of gone through and jumped through some different scenes do you have a particular 
stop on his journey that's a favorite? I'm not even going to no, not. Can't, can't answer even, that. I can't even answer that because it's just like the whole, for me, the whole movie has like bits. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's one of those movies exactly that when you're, it's on TV, no matter where it is at in the movie, I can start watching from there. Mm-hmm. And I'll just keep going till mm-hmm. whatever time I have to go somewhere okay. about to watch the whole thing. Me in my head right now, again, another quote I've been, I use this like mm-hmm. times. Would you like some gum? Spearmint or fruit? I'm just the way he delivers the line is mm-hmm. just like spearmint or fruit. It's, it's good. Shh, I'm listening to reason. Yeah. I'm listening. <laughs> Large Marge would be my favorite. Okay. That just that. That I don't know something about Large Marge. I'm going to pick one. The bike scene. That one we yeah. played. We played. We when we saw that. When I first saw it. My kids. We we replayed that. Which bike? The motorcycle. The motorcycle. Okay. When he drives off that yeah. scene right there. We replayed that scene. We rewound it on the DVD five times and watched it <laughs> and laughed five times and all kid. The kids were cracking up five times. I'm not joking. Five times we played. I got to see the time. But, <laughs> laugh, play it back one, one more time, and, and I mm-hmm. think Jan was like, "All right, are you, can we move Watch out the of the movie, movie now?" We're like, we just want just one more. <laughs> We're just laughing at it. And that was it. I agree with Dennis. I, I've there are too many scenes for me in this movie to be like, "Oh, this is the one I have to see when I watch it." I love this movie. I remember watching it as a kid, and I think like we we recorded it off of TV, off of cable. And I think this is one of the tapes we actually wore out because we, we watch this movie all the time. And it wasn't until I watched it recently, uh, within the last week or so, that, you know, this movie this movie tells you everything you need to know about it in the first few minutes. Few minutes. And then it's just a rush. You know exactly what you're, what you're getting into in the first few minutes. You know you're going to be on board or not with, you know, it's when you see him making his breakfast. And if after that scene... You're not at least smiling and laughing a little bit. Turn off the movie. When he turns on the sprinklers, and the neighbor just shuts <laughs> yeah. his door. Yeah, very. Yeah, the neighbor's just like waving to him. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Close the window. Because he's got the industrial sized sprinkler that does everyone's yard. Yeah. Of course he does. How do you like school, Billy? Closed. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the hidden control panel for the bike door. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with I, the way I, too I, long I, code, like he puts in the right. first four numbers. And just before I forget, yeah, I'm, can I, I? Maybe I'm overstepping John yep. Reed's podcast. No, jump bounds, in. But I'm dedicating this podcast to Janine Carosa. Like, I, I was I was going to mention. Okay, you're going to do that. All right, she's maybe I took your yes. A friend and former coworker of ours. She loves Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes, so. she loves Pee Wee. In fact, the like every time every time we've seen her, Gene. and then. Yep. J9. J9. Every time we see her and then she ends up leaving, most times I end up going, Au revoir, Simone! Which actually, when, when I was watching it the other day, I, I sat and I recorded that and I sent it to her as a text message. And I said, just wanted to let you know we're watching this for our show and I thought I'd send you this scene. And it was the Au revoir, Simone Au revoir. scene. So. So, so there, there you go, Janine. You got a shout out. So everyone likes this movie. Okay. Except, All right. There we except, go. Except Pat. <laughs> Pat hates this movie because Pat Pat hates childhood. Pat hates childhood and whimsy. Child, childlike and, and wonder. A bike was stolen. Pat is Pat's anti whimsy. He's anti bike stealing. I, okay. I, so we haven't really got to what like 
I don't have to do any speaking. I should let the four of you guys do. I um, it's yeah, yeah, it's funny. It sounds like some of them were prepped. And, <laughs> and I just want to say, this is how this is how uh, uh, corrupted I was as a kid. You know, you mentioned the motorcycle scene, and I and I to preface this. I don't. I mean, it is hilarious, and you watch it. And the thing that always strikes me funny, like when I watch that, is that you see him go off and crash through the wall, but then you see the body kind of roll away. And yeah. I, I mean, that's yeah. sick of me to say, but that's it's, it's uh, not the body. It's part of the sign. Is it part of the sign? So okay. I, I, but I, that's what it. In, I watched the movie twice, and the okay. second time with the commentary. Yeah. And they talked about how everyone thinks it's the body, like yeah. that's really it's, the it's yeah. part of the sign. And you're yeah. right; it is the framing of the scene, and it's oh it, like large Marge is so awesome, not just because of that bah, freak out part, but it's the whole buildup. Like I don't, and here's like when they said, "Is it his purest movie?" And it's like, well, what the heck do they mean? And what I'm going to say in this movie, all the scenes really had a rhythm. Everything built up to that. I mean, from the first note of tequila to get them getting him on the bike, and ah, built up to that crash. And then you're just sitting there at the end, and there's that little with the wind going after he crashes and everyone freezes. And that's the funny part. Large Marge is scary, not just because of the blah, but all the build-up right to that, bam, then that scene hits you. Well, it's funny. You mentioned that. I hadn't really thought about it until just now, but it shows a lot of their their um, their early, I don't want to say their, the genesis of their work, but it's almost very sketchy. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. each of those, like you said, the build-up, then you hit it, and then you do the next sketch. Now they all weave together with a common story, but yeah. if you think about it, it's sketch, sketch, sketch here. Right. Section. And that's why when you say pick a favorite scene, it's like it's a little mm-hmm. bit hard because they're. I mean, you could. Yeah. But like they're all they all worked so well together that yeah. it's hard really... to say this was the slow part for me. Yeah. Like I said, when I walk in, I could see it at any point and be ex- happy where I'm seeing it. You and know, whatever I pick Hartman, up in the movie. It but, was a, a really and it's so perfectly the cast. The cast is perfect. Like every you know quirky character in there is like perfectly played and perfectly cast Mickey, he's, just, he's probably one of my favorites when they're in the car Mickey the one who's the fugitive oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Mickey, yeah Mickey what did, you, yeah. what did you do you know those tags on the mattresses <laughs> that say do not yeah. remove yeah well I cut one off <laughs> yeah, that was it Mickey's a good every character. time I see one of those tags on a mattress or a pillow like, it's I always thought so that was such a dumb law <laughs> right so then I worry about him like, and what Fletch what weird follow up because yeah. in, in Fletch, he's like, oh, I'm the, the mattress police, and yeah. somebody's been cutting the tags off. <laughs> he's uh, the one that caught Mickey. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Whoa. Same. Mind, mind Same. blown. Mind blown. You're the, Fletch and, and wait, Pee-wee's Big Adventure are <laughs> a shared universe. Pat wants to bring us down. Pat, go. No, I was just going to say, as a kid, though, and this is how corrupted I was as a kid, I saw that scene. I was so excited that he was getting on a motorcycle. I'm like, all right, this is awesome. And then there was a crash, and I remember the first time I saw it, like for the next scene, I was almost scandalized because it was like, well, you never get didn't he move. didn't he pick the bike back up and then just keep going? <laughs> like really? Like isn't like I was I was really bummed as a kid. Now this is not just me, but I remember seeing the first time I saw that as a kid. You are just, a strange little. Man. I did. I was like, really? Like no motorcycle scene? Okay, all right. Is that a requirement? Like does, the no, whole no, no, movie like, is based on him tracking does a down movie his bicycle, need... right? I don't think the motorcycle was the you know, I, but, it was pretty, but it was pretty, but it was pretty, really cool at the end. <laughs> at the end, when it, they did, um, that's, so uh, that's what true. is it, P. P. W. Herman? Yeah, P. W. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was funny. How they, that would have been like how they just had to change it. And the guy, the what was it? The producer said, "Don't worry. Do you want me to write my story? No, no, no. We've got this. We've got." And then everything is like all action sequence, and you know, there's was it there were ninjas, right? There were definitely ninjas. And so, I yeah, I got I got a kick out of that. I don't have to see it. I lived it. Yeah. I, I used that yeah. line. I've used yeah. that line before, and then one, the one in class last for forget because yeah. I found it was okay. the one. Yeah. 
It's the the uh, where you are, something's missing in class, and like some kid lost his like thing. And I'm like, yeah. all right, if anybody finds this kid's like you know like flash drive or pencil case, I'm like, you got a ten thousand dollar reward. They're like, seriously, you gonna pay a reward for that? <laughs> They'll do the thing. Of, it's simple. Whoever returns the bike is obviously the person who stole it, so they don't deserve any reward. <laughs> so like you do that to a kid, yeah. be like, oh. It makes sense. The one I tend to do more often is that I meant to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I meant to do that is one. Anytime you fall, boom, mm-hmm. I like automatically without ri- I, I meant to do that. You yeah. Say it. yeah, exactly. I mean, so when I look back and I'm like, it might be the most in some weird way quoted movie, more so than than even Caddyshack for me. Okay. One of the, one of the, some, I something I never noticed until I listened to the commentary when they're showing the movie within the movie at the end, and you know Pee Wee's playing the the bellhop or, or the guy at the desk. Very good. He makes all the choices a non-actor would make in a movie. It's the it, he's playing the amateur person in a movie. It's the I'm going to look directly mm-hmm. to the camera. camera. I'm going to I'm going to lean to the side yeah. to make sure I can be seen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to forget that I have a line right here. Like I'm supposed to be doing every single yeah. This every decision that was made by Pee-wee in that scene was portraying the I have no business being in a movie yeah, type cool. actor. I never really picked up on it until they said it in the commentary. Who's in I was the, like, who does the commentary? It's Tim Burton and, and oh. Paul Rubens. I should watch with the commentary. Yeah. I was oh, it's say, great. Admittedly, I just got it off. I think I, I rented it. it from Comcast, so I didn't get the commentary. Now I might have to. I kind of want to purchase the movie just to have yeah. that commentary. I'm thinking that commentary is worth it. I, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, like Phil Hartman and um, I want to keep wanting to see Danny Elfman. Tim Burton, you know, obviously those are big names in comedy and now today movies and all that, and you, you can just see that this movie is not slipshod. It's not like, oh, we just got together and threw it together and tried to do some funny stuff. Um, every scene is, I mean, you know, just like you pointed that out, everything is really well thought out. Everything is really well acted. Everything is, you know, there was a lot of care given to uh, putting this and, and painting the scenes and right down to like you mentioned I think someone said the colors or the vivid mm-hmm. what's the word vivid the vividness yeah. of the movie and, and and like I said I still can't explain it more than just saying every scene really seemed to have a rhythm just the, everything kind of flowed together so why didn't you like it well, I, I think it can be. I think it can be. A, I'm not going to. Let's, let's well, go ahead. We're going to talk guys, about this, <laughs> and I'm going to come back to keep saying I think it's a mood piece. I think if you are not in the mood for this movie, it won't work. You have to. For for some people who are like on that fence, you have to be in the mood for people. And you said ten minutes. If you're into it, you're not yeah. like in the mood to laugh at these. Then you need to turn it off because you're just not in the frame. Yeah, of but I want to get like, what was it about this I, movie? Well, well, and the thing was, I mean, obviously this has kind of gotten built up, and now you know, like, you know, whatever you say, choose your words. Don't say this around to I me. Mean, is this like the Red Sonia of comedies to you? No, no, not at all. Oh, and dear. it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. My my initial reaction when I put the movie in was first. Oh, I remember this is gonna happen. I remember this is gonna happen. And then I was just watching it. It wasn't that I didn't like it. It wasn't that any of that. I mean, the clown kind of creeped me out because I the clown, you know. It's but it was like to. that was supposed to. Large Marge freaked me out. That was supposed to. I was still bummed when he didn't pick the bike up and that you know and all that. <laughs> But I just kind of was go, like, man. for me, my, my reaction was, hmm, okay, yeah, I'm good, all right. I, I didn't have a, a laugh out loud moment, and I mean, I have a sense of humor, I laugh at comedies, but it just, I just remember saying, why, why did I like this movie so much as a kid? And then I was like, oh, you know what, it just, it just, I, I'm not the right age, I'm not the right, you know, whatever for this movie. And I called my mom, I said, mom, did I, li-? yeah, you guys, we used to watch Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I said, well, what's what's my problem now? I mean, she just said, "Well, I just 
she said, it probably just isn't made for, you know, our age mentality. I'm like, yeah, but I, I remember the scenes. And then I went in the next day to work and I didn't come in hating it. And I remember talking to each of you individually and just saying, you know, the one I just couldn't get into, I, I just remember watching Pee Wee and it just, I mean, it was well done, but I just wasn't laugh out loud. And then the reaction, like everyone was like, <gasps> what? I said, well, I just didn't laugh out loud. And it, oh, well, what, what do you mean? Didn't you? And then Dennis started quoting lines, and I remember you saying, you like, which was cool. And I, again, I'm not. I, I've As got a no follow big, up, tell me about the communism you believe in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've got no big. I've got no big reveal of. Well, I hated this movie because. And I mean, you know, when probably when Dominic's a little bit older, I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll throw it on, and, and maybe I'll kind of just relive vicariously, you know, through him and and like it again, but. It wasn't that I hate. I got no big reveal. I'm talking too much already. It was just, hey, cool, well done, great movie, and I could see how some people really laugh out loud. But that was it. Sorry, guys. There's no big. I'm not a hater. It was cool. Oh, was it was well done. Kind of a letdown. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I got no. I got Jeff, nothing. Jeff was looking for you know. He uh, wanted to fight, but I got yeah. <clears throat> Paul Rubens brings. I mean that character. I mean he's he's a he's a fun character, and you know with the you know and the whole thing, and and uh, yeah, I just. It was like, oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Speak, Jeff. Speaking of his character, some people have compared him to like a Peter Pan. Do you think that he works as that type of character? And um, in literature, they have, and in, in, in archetypes, they have the eternal boy character, and you've got characters like Peter Pan, the little prince, things like that. Um, does this work? And as kind of a side question to that, after the trouble that Pee Wee Herman got himself into, does it still work? Because they are coming out with a new Pee Wee Herman movie. Knowing that he got in trouble for the indecent exposure arrest and, and those type of things, um, does he still work as an eternal boy character? Yes. Okay. Because I think the person of Paul Rubens is you think so... It's separate enough it's, from it's the character. It's separate enough from the character of Pee Wee Herman okay. that I don't think... The the issues that he had to face, and the, the fact that he was uh, caught exposing himself in, in a theater, um, I don't I don't think that w- that will hurt anything, because after that happened, he just went away for a very long yeah. time, mm-hmm. and I remember as Pee Wee Herman, he came out on one of the. Uh, I was like MTV, like, or MTV or movie yeah. awards. Yeah. He comes walking <clears throat> out, and the place just erupted yeah. for him. I think there's enough time that had passed, and that it's smart that it's now. So wh- whether it was intentional or not on his part to hide, mm-hmm. whatever made was, him decide to do that was. I think it was smart to do it too, because of the it, fact it just, that it was it, kind of like this child thing, and with the connection to it. And, and granted, it wasn't. I mean, you don't want to downplay the the, the offense in this case. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I downplay the offense in this case, but I'm like, you know, it wasn't like Roman Polanski. It wasn't like, <laughs> there's certain things that are a lot well, and, like worse yeah. that, like, honest, I'm not, not saying that it, it was, like, great. It was, if you, I mean, but in the grand scheme of things, we've had politicians who've done way worse. We've had all these, but their careers go on. You know, he, you know Martha he, Stewart, he exposed to me, himself she did is in the darkness of an adult movie. theater. Right. So it's not like when you know when when people say, "Oh, he exposed himself." Well, he wasn't at he a wasn't playground. Walking. Yeah, and he wasn't walking. Yeah, exactly. He was. So, it was the darkness of an adult theater that was meant for gentlemen to do what they had to do. He, <laughs> I mean, you know, Dennis, you were there. 
Try and get yourself out of this one. Um, it's, like, it's met what we do there. Well, I didn't say we. I know, but it's what I was saying. That's what he heard. That's what we heard. Keep your own visions out of this. We or we. I mean, it is, you know, it's dark in those theaters up here. <laughs> from what I understand. <laughs> from what I've been told. Well, the bottom so line. I didn't think anybody ever saw me. I mean, him. I didn't, th- you know, and I'm thinking. The bottom line is all actors and actresses and all these people, It's and especially now, it's like I mean, forgive me. Happens. I mean, forgive him for it already. Well, it, it, people are so inundated with them doing those kind of things anyway that it's it's not like I need to go, like, hang out with uh, 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 Paul Rubin. It's not like I need to invite the guy over for dinner. It's just like it's, he's, he's acting in a movie. I mean, that's... So if you can like that character, I think you're fine with that. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I so think if, this, you can, if you can watch the NFL on Sundays, you, yeah. you're... Yeah. You're... You don't have much to say when you're talking about this. Exactly. You I mean, know? you got guys who are... Be- exactly. I think the domestic abuse... I mean, this this would involve pretty much him. Right. Yeah. So if it involves somebody else, or t- I would be totally different on this or another person, but it didn't. It was him, and he handled it. It's an it embarrassing the, situation. The best way he could. He handled the best he way he could. He disappeared out of the spotlight, yep. and yeah. didn't time, keep... time forgave him, because yeah. anytime he's had a public appearance since, yeah. he's gotten uh, just ovations, and people love the character. So I don't think there's going to be any problem with a new movie and him no, being... I think, it be... I think people are going to try to make it a problem, I, I don't think, think so much as I. For no, some I, reason, I, a, you, I think I given I how the, our world now works, I think there will be yeah, the, enough people. The media, the, the media will bring up. Somebody will bring it up, yeah. but I don't people, think it's going to be. It's going to be like, how do you? It's kind of like bringing up something that's. It'll, like, it'll get hyped for a while. Mm-hmm. It'll be a, a week long story, like certain, everything else. Is, certain news channels that, will that have gets, plenty to say about that. That gets hyped up, and then something else will will take its place and become the new problem. So that will happen, but I don't think it'll be enough to. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, I, no I was, I'm agreeing with you because you say, you know, we make a problem out of this, but, you know, people are getting shot in schools. So but why I mean, don't we solve the problem? You know, I agree. I'm agreeing with you. For why example, don't we make a big... The, the red cup at Starbucks. That right. Be, yes, that became exactly. a huge thing right. for a week, and then another right. story came along and knocked it out, you know, mm-hmm. out of the number one story spot. When, If and when a new Pee Wee movie comes out... Someone's going to bring it up, and some boycott boycott well, is going to happen. And, and, and I'm and agreeing with you. I'm and, saying we're focusing be, on this stuff, right. but who, but not right. the big issues in the and world. And it's I'm only, agreeing with you. Yeah. As I understand, it's only coming out on Netflix, so it's probably not even going to be that big of a deal. I think it's supposed to be a Netflix. Netflix is a big deal. Well, I know it is, but I'm saying the actual release of the movie, and I don't think people make a big deal <laughs> out of it because we're word choice, but okay. Well, yeah. Yes, Netflix is a big. Deal. You know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, I mean, also, agree, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're just it's, like the way that why are we uh, focusing the, the way on we turn little... stupid into headlines yeah. Yeah. when real headlines go by the wayside because no one wants to contribute to the heavy, the, the you know the heavy-handed stuff. Right. When the, when a, a new anything, uh, when when he comes out with a new anything, it's going to be, oh well, we can't let our children watch this because once upon a time this happened. Yeah. And it'll blow up, and then it'll go away, and the is, world will keep on it, turning. Is that message anywhere in any way, shape, or form inherent in the movie? No? Okay, then who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. Yeah, I get you. So, anyway. All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, if you would like to get in touch with the show, our voicemail line is 872-35-MOVIE. That's 872-356-6843. Our website and crowdfunding page are the30podcast.podbean.com. Um, 
On Twitter, we are at 30podcast. Email is 30podcast at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash 30podcast if you want to see us there. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, the Satchel Podcast app, which is currently only for Android, but iOS is coming soon. And Google Play is adding podcasts, and we will be listed there as well. So until next time, we will see you soon. And... <laughs> there we go. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs>